Welcome to the new Lines in Wax discography series where I explore an entire catalogue of a band's career in one video or podcast depending on where you're listening to this too. I've been trying to get a podcast off the ground for I don't know a couple of weeks, months but doesn't seem to be going anywhere um, so I'm going to solo this for now. Um, hello keep your eyes and ears peeled we might have something more substantial in the uh, in the coming months. So basically what I want to do with the discography series is um, focus entirely for the duration of one episode on one particular band and their entire output. Um, I thought it about I thought about starting with Swans because they are my favourite band um, of all time. But I think the Swans um, discography, the Swans history, their entire career is so varied. It's so large. The scale of it is just out of this world, um, that I think to start with that would probably be a bit much. Um, So I'm going to do something a little bit more simpler, a little more well-known. I'm going to start with the legendary horror punk band The Misfits, um, purely because it's a little bit more familiar and I can go through it with less less research. And once I know I I want to do these videos and say it's not just a a one-off, then um, we can get into more more complex stuff like Swans and other more challenging artists. So we're starting here now. This is the first episode of Lines in Wax Discographies and we're talking about The Misfits. So a little introduction to the band if you're not familiar with them. They're obviously a well-known name, well-known logo, but I guess some people don't. They formed in New Jersey in 1977, um, originally by um, Glenn Danzig and their bass player Jerry Only. Um, they had a rotating roster of different guitarists and drummers most notably, though, would be uh, Robbo on drums and uh, Jerry's brother Doyle von Wolf Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein. Um, his real name's Paul on guitar. Um, he also had uh, Franche or Franch Coma was the like original guitarist that was you know that, that stuck around long enough to really contribute anything. So he's worth mentioning as well. So basically, the band started in the late late uh, late seventies um, with the. EP that they dropped called Cough Cool. I'm starting in 77 with Cough Cool because it has an interesting story behind it. I'm not planning on usually including EPs in these discography episodes, but who knows? Let's, let's see what happens. So I'm starting with Cough Cool. It's very different from the rest of the Misfits, uh, you know, output, especially in the early days. They're going in a more traditional punk uh, sound, I guess. The reason I'm including Cough Cool, just so we can play a, f- a little bit of the tracks here so you guys can hear it, and obviously because the story behind Cough Cool is what leads on to the next the next record. So Cough Cool um, was released on the band's own record label, which at the time was called Blank Records. They released this 7-inch themselves. But then Mercury, the, the massive label Mercury, wanted the name blank off the Misfits. They wanted to buy it off the band, essentially. It, it, it became, somehow they agreed that they would sell the name blank records to Mercury in exchange for, I think it's like 30 hours of studio time, which is nothing really. But that's the deal that they had. Uh, so moving on, we have the first record, Static Age. <laughs> 
Now this is billed as an official release as 1997 and those familiar with the band's history will know that this album didn't come out until that time. But there's a reason why I'm starting with this one. It was supposed to be their first album. It's part of a small tragedy in regards to the band's career and in hindsight it's nothing short of a crime really that their first full-length record was shelved for about 20 years. The Misfits would use the studio time given to them by Mercury Records to record 14 of the album's 17 tracks. But at the time, which is unbelievable, they couldn't find a label that would release it for them. Obviously things today are a bit different, but back in 1977, these guys really needed a label behind them to get them to get their record pressed and distributed as it was deserved. So, with no label interest, the unthinkable happened. The record was shelved um, for 20 years. I mean, sure, not most, um, if not all, I'll have to check, um, of the tracks that were intended for Static Age ended up being released on various collections and compilations that the band put out. Uh, we'll get through those in a minute. Um, but through the confusing array of different track listings and alternative mixes that were, that were released, the magic of Static Age kind of loses its charm whilst fractured out across the rest of their discography. Um, Static Age is how the early Misfits tracks were meant to be heard, and I honestly find solace that it was eventually released to the public as originally intended, even though the Danzig era was long dead by the time that it, was, you know, it actually came out. <laughs> Just to let you know, for completion's sake, that the following is lifted from the Lines in Wax review of this album from September 2015, which I finally got around to write in, just after going to watch the uh, Jerry Only fronted lineup perform the, the album in its entirety as part of uh, like a special anniversary tour. Um, it wasn't the greatest show I've ever seen, um, even by the Jerry Only lineup standards, but the most recent incarnation of their existence has got to be the weakest they've ever been, in my opinion, you know, before this whole Danzig thing happened again. I got a laugh, though, at Jerry's son being on guitar, even in the unfortunate circumstances that caused Dez from, you know, Black Flag to step down as guitarist of the band. And the less that's said about that drummer, Chupacabra, or whatever his name is, the, the better. Anyway, I digress. So Static Age is probably my favourite early Misfits release. Even though it wasn't released for some time after, as we've just confirmed, um, Earth AD, which came shortly after, is Fast and Heavy. Um, Walk Among Us, which was their first album proper, um, it's probably the most legendary, probably the most well-known. Um, but Static Age is the most solid and consistent, in my opinion, anyway. Uh, Static Age, to me, feels like a true long player, like a proper album, despite the fact that the song's been released here, there and everywhere over the last 30-odd years or so in various guises and mixes. So Static Age finally pulls together the early Misfits era into a genuine album. I don't think that there's a single track here that's not a total Misfits classic. Um, I think the only one that drags on for me is Come Back, which even though it's a great song, doesn't need to be five minutes long, especially when all the rest kind of average out at a minute and a half, you know? Um, so that's the only one that kind of stands out like a bit of a sore thumb for me. It, it's weird, rocky, almost romantic take on punk music. 
that hadn't quite fledged into the horror punk that Danz's Misfits would become so renowned for. I mean, you you know, it doesn't go full 20 eyes, full fucking um, I turned into a Martian. I mean, well, you've got Teenagers from Mars and you've got um, you know, Return of the Fly with the epic uh, lyrics with, with Vincent Price. Return of the Fly! That's some quality songwriting there. <laughs> I love I love I love the sound though that that's on Static Cage. It's like the Rolling Stones meeting Electric Wizard at a Sex Pistols gig. If I could be so bold, the the horrendous lyrics as well on Last Caress just don't seem to fit the swaggering like vintage rocky punk sound. But you know that that was part of the the beauty though of um of the early Misfits is Danzig's lyrics were so morbid in comparison to the you know, the overall vibe of the songs. Um, I kind of kind of earned his nickname, the evil Elvis, quite well. also say quickly that a lot can be said about jerry only but fuck me the bass on this is spot on the sound is spot on it's it's fantastic it tends to lead the songs where the dissonant guitars fuzz out in the remaining space uh so banging son as uh, as, as welsh old valleys boys say title track seems more of an intro than anything the album for me really begins properly um with tv casualty static age it's kind of a lurcher I've already gone in, gone on to say that Return of the Fly is the best song in the world with the worst lyrics in the world. That's followed up by a hat-trick of hybrid moments. We are 138 and uh, Teenagers from Mars. Um, theme for a jackal brings electric piano into punk in such a way uh, that it's just, it's, it's a bad way, but it's so good. It's like embalming theatre and the way they brought piano into grindcore. Um, check out Bulldozer Blues by that band that's just ridiculous um, but the three tracks that round off this album as well are some of my favourite songs of all time um, you got She um, Spinal Remains and In the Doorway all under a minute and a half long and all just fantastic and not even like hardcore punk it's just it's just beautiful it's really like it's not like, I, like I said before like romantic you know, the new romantic type of thing the way they would approach songwriting but applied through the through the filter of, of punk music. So you've got these short, sharp songs um, with this dissonant production, but then you've got these crooned lyrics over the top. So it is really unique. I mean, now the Misfits and, and horror punk in, in general has just turned into a bit of a sewer, really. But the origins of such is, um, is fantastic. It really is. Yes, it really was something special. And the, sh- the fact that the album was canned at the time, essentially, is is just a fucking travesty, to be honest.
But yeah, I mean, another quick fact about Static Age um, is considering considering it contains so many Misfits classics. Um, Doyle didn't play on this album. Doyle wasn't even in the band at this point. Um, it was Francicoma who was their guitarist at the time. Um, they also had a guy called Mr. Jim on drums. I'm not too familiar with Mr. Jim, I will be honest. But yeah, I mean, this is really proto-Misfits. Um, a lot of their classics were there from the start before they became this big schlocky horror um, like vibe that they would incorporate in the early 80s and a lot faster, harder songs. So yeah, it was a rocky start for the Misfits, um, but it wouldn't stop there. Their career has been seemingly dogged by an endless endless list of fuck-ups and stupid situations. Anyway, more of that in the next episode, which will be next week's look at Walk Among Us. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, everyone.